Act Three of the Two Noble Kinsmen by William Shakespeare and John Fletcher. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Act Three, Scene One, A Forest, Cornets in sundry places, Noise and hallooing as of people amaying. Enter Archite. The Duke has lost Hippolyta. Each took a several land. This is a solemn rite they owe bloomed May, and the Athenians pay it to the heart of ceremony. Oh, Queen Amelia, fresher than May, sweeter than her gold buttons on the boughs, or all the enameled knacks of the mead or garden. Yea, we challenge too the bank of any nymph that makes the stream seem flowers. Thou, O jewel of the wood, of the world, hast likewise blessed a place with thy sole presence. In thy rumination that I, poor man, might eftsoons come between and chop on some cold thought, thrice blessed chance to drop on such a mistress expectation most guiltless aunt, tell me, O Lady Fortune, next after Emily my sovereign, how far I may be proud. She takes strong note of me, hath made me near her, and this beauteous morn, the primest of all the year, presents me with a brace of horses. Two such steeds might well be by a pair of kings backed, in a field that their crown's title tried. Alas, alas, poor cousin Palamon, poor prisoner, thou so little dream'st upon my fortune that thou think'st thyself the happier thing to be so near Amelia. Me thou deem'st at Thebes, and therein wretched although free. But if thou knew'st my mistress breathed on me, and that I eared her language, lived in her eye, oh, cuz, what passion would enclose thee? Enter Palamon out of a bush with his shackles. He bends his fist at Archite. Traitor kinsman! Thou shouldst perceive my passion if these signs of imprisonment were off me, and this hand but owner of a sword. By all oaths in one eye, and the justice of my love would make thee a confessed traitor. O oh, thou most perfidious that ever gently looked, The voidst of honour that e'er bore gentle token, Falsest cousin that ever blood made kin, Call'st thou her thine? I'll prove it in my shackles, With these hands, void of appointment, that thou liest, And art a very thief in love, A chaffy lord not worth the name of villain. Had I a sword and these house-clogs away? Dear cousin Palamon! Cousiner Archite! Give me language such as thou hast showed me feet. Not finding in the circuit of my breast any gross stuff to form me like your blazon, holds me to the gentleness of answer. Tis your passion that thus mistakes, the which to you being enemy cannot to me be kind. Honour and honesty I cherish and depend on, howsoe'er you skip them in me. And with them, fair cuz, I'll maintain my proceedings, Pray, be pleased to show in generous terms your griefs, since that your question's with your equal, who professes to clear his own way with the mind and sword of a true gentleman. That thou durst, Archite. My cuz, my cuz, you've been well advertised how much I dare. You've seen me use my sword against the advice of fear. Sure, of another you would not hear me doubted. But your silence should break out, though, in the sanctuary. Sir, I've seen you move in such a place which well might justify your manhood. You were called a good knight and a bold. But the whole week's not fair if any day it rain. 
their valiant temper men lose when they incline to treachery and then they fight like compelled bears would fly were they not tied kinsman you might as well speak this and act it in your glass as to his ear which now disdains you come up to me quit me of these cold jives give me a sword though it be rusty and the charity of one meal lend me come before me then a good sword in thy hand and do but say that emily is thine i will forgive the trespass thou hast done me yea my life if then thou carry it and brave souls in shades that have died manly which will seek of me some news from earth they shall get none but this that thou art brave and noble be content again betake you to your hawthorn house with counsel of the night i will be here with wholesome viands these impediments will i file off you shall have garments and perfumes to kill the smell of the prison after when you shall stretch yourself and say but archite i am in plight there shall be your choice both sword and armour oh you heavens dares any so noble bear a guilty business none but only archite therefore none but archite in this kind is so bold sweet palamon i do embrace you and your offer for your offer do it i only sir your person without hypocrisy i may not wish more than my sword's edge on't horns winded within you hear the horns enter your musset lest this match betweens be crossed ere met give me your hand farewell i'll bring you every needful thing i pray you take comfort and be strong pray hold your promise and do the deed with a bent brow most certain you love me not be rough with me and pour this oil out of your language by this air i could for each word give a cuff my stomach not reconciled by reason plainly spoken yet pardon me hard language when i spur my horse i chide him not content and anger in me have but one face horns winded again ah, hark sir they call the scattered to the banquet you must guess i have an office there sir your attendance cannot please heaven and i know your office unjustly is achieved i've a good title i'm persuaded this question sick betweens by bleeding must be cured i am a suitor that to your sword you will bequeath this plea and talk of it no more but this one word you are going now to gaze upon my mistress for note you mine she is nay then nay pray you you talk of feeding me to breathe me strength you are going now to look upon a sun that strengthens what it looks on there you have advantage o'er me but enjoy it till i may enforce my remedy farewell exeunt scene two another part of the forest enter jailer's daughter he has mistook the break i meant he's gone after his fancy tis now well nigh morning no matter would it were perpetual night and darkness lord of the world hark tis a wolf in me hath grief slain fear and but for one thing i care for nothing and that's palamon i reck not if the wolves would jaw me so he had this file what if i hallooed for him i cannot halloo if i whooped what then 
If he not answered, I should call a wolf, and do him but that service. I have heard strange howls this live-long night. Why may it not be they have made prey of him? He has no weapons. He cannot run. The jingling of his jives might call fell things to listen, who have in them a sense to know a man unarmed, and can smell where resistance is. I'll set it down. He's torn to pieces. They howled many together, and then they fed on him. So much to that. Be bold to ring the bell. How stand I then? All's charred when he is gone. No, no, I lie. My father's to be hanged for his escape, myself to beg if I prized life so much as to deny my act, but that I would not, should I try death by dozens. I am moped. Food took I none these two days, sipped some water. I have not closed mine eyes, save when my lids scoured off their brine. Alas! dissolve my life. Let not my sense unsettle, lest I should drown, or stab, or hang myself. O oh, state of nature, fail together in me, since thy best props are warped. So, which way now? The best way is the next way to a grave. Each errant step beside is torment. Lo! the moon is down, the crickets chirp, the screech-owl calls in the dawn. All offices are done, save what I fail in. But the point is this, an end, and that is all. Exit. Scene three. The same part of the forest as in scene one. Enter Archite, with meat, wine, files, etc. I should be near the place. Ho! Cousin Palamon! Enter Palamon. Archite. <laughs> the same. I've brought you food and files. Uh, come forth and fear not. There's no Theseus. Nor none so honest, Archite. That's no matter. We'll argue that hereafter. Come, take courage. You shall not die thus beastly. Here, sir, drink. I know you're faint. Then I'll talk further with you. Archite, thou mightst now poison me. I might. But I must fear you first. <laughs> Sit down. And good now, no more of these vain parleys. Let us not, having our ancient reputation with us, make talk for fools and cowards. To your health. Drinks. Do. Pray sit down, then, and let me entreat you, by all the honesty and honour in you, no mention of this woman. It will disturb us. We shall have time enough. Well, sir, I'll pledge you. Drinks. Drink a good, hearty draught. It breeds good blood, man. Do you not feel it thaw you? Stay. I'll tell you after a draught or two more. Spare it not. The duke has more, cuz. Eat now. Yes. I'm glad you've so good a stomach. I'm glad to have so good meat to it. It's not mad lodging here in the wild woods, cousin? Yes, for them that have wild consciences. Hmm. How tastes your victuals? Your hunger needs no sauce, I see. Not much. But if it did, yours is too tart, sweet cousin. What is this? Venison. "'Tis a lusty meat. Give me more wine. Here, Argite, to the wenches we have known in our days. The Lord Steward's daughter, do you remember her? After you, cuz. She loved a black-haired man. Mm, she did so. Well, sir. And I've heard some call him Argite. 
and oh, out with it faith and she met him in an arbor what did she there cuz play of the virginals mm, well, something she did sir made her groan a month for it or two or three or ten the uh, marshal's sister had her share too as i remember cousin else there be tales abroad you'll pledge her yes a pretty brown wench tis there was a time when young men went a-hunting and a wood and a broad beach and thereby hangs a tale <laughs> hey ho for emily upon my life fool away with this strained mirth i say again that sigh was breathed for emily base cousin darest thou break first you are wide by heaven and earth there's nothing in the honest well then i'll leave you you're a beast now as thou makest me traitor uh, there's all things needful files and shirts and perfumes i'll come again some two hours hence and bring that that shall quiet all a sword and armour fear me not you're now too foul farewell get off your trinkets you shall want not sir i'll hear no more exit if he keep touch he dies for it exit scene four another part of the forest enter jailer's daughter <sighs> i'm very cold and all the stars are out too the little stars, and all that looks like aglets. The sun has seen my folly. Palamon! Alas, no! He's in heaven. Where am I now? Yonder's the sea, and there's a ship. How it tumbles! And there's a rock lies watching under water. Now, now it beats upon it. Now, now, now. There's a leak sprung, a sound one. How they cry! Run her before the wind, you'll lose all else. Up with a course or two, and tack about, boys. Good night. Good night. You're gone. Oh, I'm very hungry. Would I could find a fine frog. He would tell me news from all parts of the world. Then would I make a carrack of a cockle-shell, and sail by east and north-east to the king of pygmies, for he tells fortunes rarely. Now my father, twenty to one, is trussed up in a trice to-morrow morning. I'll say never a word. For I'll cut my green coat a foot above my knee, And I'll clip my yellow locks an inch below my knee. Hey, nonny, nonny, hey, nonny, nonny, He's by me a white cut, forth for to ride, And I'll go seek him through the world that is so wide. Hey, nonny, nonny, Hey, nonny, nonny. Oh, for a prick now, like a nightingale, to put my breast against. I shall sleep like a top else. Exit. Scene five. Another part of the forest. Enter Gerald, four countrymen as Morris dancers, another as the Bavian. 
five wenches, and a taborer. Fie, fie! What tediosity and disinsanity is here among ye? Have my rudiments been laboured so long with ye, milked unto ye, and, by a figure, even the very plum-broth and marrow of my understanding laid upon ye? And do you still cry, Where? And how? And wherefore? You most coarse frizz capacities, ye Janes of judgment! Have I said, Thus let be, and there let be, and then let be, and no man understand me? Pro deum medius fidius, ye all are dunces. For why here stand I? Here the duke comes. There are you, close in a thicket. The duke appears, I meet him, and unto him I utter learned things, and many figures. He hears, and nods, and hums, and then cries, rare, and I go forward. At length I fling my cap up, mark there. Then do you, as once did Meleager and the boar, break comely out before him like true lovers. Cast yourself in a body decently and sweetly, by a figure, trace and turn, boys. And sweetly we will do it, Master Gerald. Draw up the company. Where's the taborer? Why, Timothy. Here, my mad boys, have at ye. But I say, where's their women? Here's Frizz and Maudlin. And little Luce with the white legs. And bouncing Barbary. And freckled Nell that never failed her master. Where be your ribbons, maids? Swim with your bodies, and carry it sweetly and deliverly and now and then a favour and a frisk let us alone sir where's the rest of the music dispersed as you commanded couple then and see what's wanting where's the bavian my friend carry your tale without offence or scandal to the ladies and be sure you tumble with audacity and manhood and when you bark do it with judgment Yes, sir. Quasque tandem. Here is a woman wanting. We may go whistle. All the fat's in the fire. We have, as learned authors utter, washed a tile. We have been fartus, and laboured vainly. This is that scornful piece, that scurvy hilding that gave her promise faithfully she would be here. Cicely, the semster's daughter. The next gloves that I give her shall be dogskin. Nay, and she fail me once. You can tell, Arcus, she swore by wine and bread she would not break. An eel and woman, a learned poet says, unless by the tale and with thy teeth thou hold, will either fail. In manners, this was a false position. A fire ill take her? Does she flinch now? What shall we determine, sir? Nothing. Our business is become a nullity, yea, and a woeful and a precious nullity. Now, when the credit of our town lay on it, now to be frample. Go thy ways, 
I'll remember thee. I'll fit thee. Enter jailer's daughter. The Georgia Lau came from the south, from the coast of Barbaria, and there he met with brave gallants of war. By one, by two, by three, a. Uh. Well hailed, well hailed, you jolly gallants, and whither now are you bound, a? Uh? Oh, let me have your company till I come to the sounder. Uh. There was three fools fell out about a howlet. The one said it was an owl, the other he said nay. The third he said it was a hawk, and her bells were cut away. There's a dainty and mad woman, master, come in the nick, as mad as a March hare. If we can get her dance, we are made again. I warrant her she'll do the rarest gambles. A mad woman. We are made, boys. And are you mad, good woman? I'd be sorry else. Give me your hand. Why? I can tell your fortune. You are a fool. Tell ten. I have posed him. Buzz. Friend, you must eat no white bread. If you do, your teeth will bleed extremely. Shall we dance, ho? I know you. You're a tinker. Sarah Tinker. The A Boney. A tinker, damsel? Or a conjurer. Raise me a devil now and let him play Qui Passa o' the Bells and Bones. Go, take her, and fluently persuade her to a piece. Et opus exigi. Quod nec Iovis Ira, nec Idnis. Strike up, and lead her in. Come, lass, let's trip it. I'll lead. Do, do. Windhorns. Persuasively and cunningly. Away, boys, I hear the horns. Give me some meditation, and mark your cue. Exeunt all but Gerald. Pallas! Inspire me! Enter Theseus, Perithous, Hippolyta, Amelia, Archite, and Train. This way the stag took. Stay and edify. What have we here? Some country sport upon my life, sir. Well, sir, go forward. We will edify. Ladies, sit down. We'll stay it. Thou doughty duke, all hail. All hail, sweet ladies. This is a cold beginning. If you but favour our country pastime maidies, we are a few of those collected here that ruder tongues distinguish villager. And to say verity and not to fable, we are a merry rout or else a rabble. Or company or by a figure chorus that for thy dignity We'll dance a Morris, and I, that am the rectifier of all, by title Pedagogus, that let fall the birch upon the breeches of the small ones, and humble with a ferula the tall ones, do here present this machine or this frame, and dainty duke, whose doughty dismal fame, from this to Daedalus 
from post to pillar is blown abroad help me thy poor well-willer and with thy twinkling eyes look right and straight upon this mighty moor of mickle weight is now comes in which being glued together makes morris and the cause that we came hither the body of our sport of no small study i first appear though rude and raw and muddy to speak before thy noble grace this tenor at whose great feet i offer up my penner the next the lord of may and lady bright the chambermaid and serving-man by night that seek out silent hanging then mine host and his fat spouse that welcomes to their cost the galled traveller with a beckoning informs the tapster to inflame the reckoning then the beast-eating clown and next the fool the babian with long tail and eke long tool cum multis alice that make a dance say i and all shall presently advance ay ay by any means dear domine produce intrate fili come forth and foot it enter the four countrymen the bavian the taborer the five wenches and the jailer's daughter with others of both sexes they dance amorous after which gerald speaks the epilogue ladies if we have been merry and have pleased ye with a derry and a derry and a down say the schoolmaster's no clown duke if we have pleased thee too and have done as good boys should do give us but a tree or twain for a maypole and again ere another year run out we'll make thee laugh and all this rout take twenty domine how does my sweetheart never so pleased sir twas an excellent dance and for a preface i never heard a better schoolmaster i thank you one see em all rewarded and here's something to paint your pole withal gives money now to our sports again may the stag thou huntest stand long and thy dogs be swift and strong may they kill him without lets and the ladies eat his doucettes come we're all made die deque omnes ye have danced rarely wenches windhorns exeunt scene six the same part of the forest as in scene three enter palamon from the bush about this hour my cousin gave his faith to visit me again and with him bring two swords and two good armours if he fail he's neither man nor soldier when he left me i did not think a week could have restored my lost strength to me i was grown so low and crestfallen with my wants i thank thee archite thou art yet a fair foe and i feel myself with this refreshing able once again to outdure danger to delay it longer would make the world think when it comes to hearing that i lay fatting like a swine to fight and not a soldier 
Therefore this blessed morning shall be the last, and that sword he refuses, if it but hold, I kill him with. Tis justice. So, love and fortune for me. Oh, good morrow. Enter Archite with armors and swords. Good morrow, noble kinsman. I have put you to too much pain, sir. That too much, fair cousin, is but a debt to honour and my duty. Would you were so in all, sir. I could wish you as kind a kinsman as you force me find a beneficial foe, that my embraces might thank you, not my blows. I shall think either well done, a noble recompense. Then I shall quit you. Defy me in these fair terms, and you show more than a mistress to me. No more anger, as you love anything that's honourable. We were not bred to talk, man. When we are armed and both upon our guards, then let our fury, like meeting of two tides, fly strongly from us. And then, to whom the birthright of this beauty truly pertains, without upbraidings, scorns, despisings of our persons, and such poutings fit for girls and schoolboys, will be seen, and quickly, yours or mine, will please you arm, sir? Or, if you feel yourself not fitting yet, and furnished with your old strength, I'll, I'll stay, cousin, and every day discourse you into health, as I am spared. Your person I am friends with, and I could wish I had not said I loved her, though I died. But, loving such a lady, and justifying my love, I must not fly from it. Archites, thou art so brave an enemy that no man but thy cousin's fit to kill thee. I'm well and lusty. Choose your arms. Uh, choose you, sir. Wilt thou exceed in all, or dost thou do it to make me spare thee? If you think so, cousin, you are deceived. For as I am a soldier, I will not spare you. That's well said. You'll find it. Then as I am an honest man, and love with all the justice of affection, I'll pay thee soundly. This I'll take. Uh, that's mine, then. I'll arm you first. Do. Prithee, tell me, cousin, where got'st thou this good armour? Tis the duke's, and, uh, to say true, <laughs> I stole it. Uh, uh, do I pinch you? No. It's not too heavy? I've worn a lighter, but I shall make it serve. I'll buckle it close. By any means. You care not for a grand guard? No, no, we'll use no horses. I perceive you'd fain be at that fight. Uh, I'm indifferent. Faith, so am I. Good cousin, thrust the buckle through far enough. I warrant you. My cask now. Will you fight bare-armed? We shall be the nimbler. But use your gauntlets, though. Those are the least. Prithee, take mine, good cousin. Thank you, Argite. How do I look? Am I fallen much away? Uh, faith, very little. Love's used you kindly. I warrant thee. I'll strike home. Do, and spare not. I'll give you cause, sweet cousin. Now to you, sir. Methinks this armour's very like that, Archite, thou wast that day the three kings fell, but lighter. Ah, that was a very good one. And that day I well remember you outdid me, cousin. I never saw such valour. When you charged upon the left wing of the enemy, I, I spurred hard to come up, and under me had a right good horse. You had indeed. A bright bay, I remember. Yes, but all was vainly laboured in me. You outwent me, nor could my wishes reach you. Yet a little I did, by imitation. More by virtue, your modest cousin. When I saw you charge first, methought I heard a dreadful clap of thunder break from the troop. 
but still before that flew the lightning of your valour. Stay a little, is not this piece too straight? No, no, tis well. I would have nothing hurt thee but my sword. A bruise would be dishonour. Mm, now I am perfect. Stand off, then. Take my sword. I, I hold it better. I thank you, no. Keep it. Your life lies on it. Here's one. If it but hold, I ask no more for all my hopes. My cause and honour guard me. And me my love. Is there aught else to say? They bow several ways, then advance and stand. This only, and no more. Thou art mine aunt's son, and that blood we desire to shed is mutual. In me thine, and in thee mine. My sword is in my hand, and if thou killst me, the gods and I forgive thee. If there be a place prepared for those that sleep in honour, I wish his weary soul that falls may win it. Fight bravely, cousin. Give me thy noble hand. Here, Palamon. This hand shall never more come near thee with such friendship. I commend thee. If I fall, curse me and say I was a coward, for none but such dare die in these just trials. Once more, farewell, my cousin. Farewell, Archite. They fight. Horns within. They stand. Lo, cousin, lo! Our folly has undone us. Why? This is the Duke a-hunting, as I told you. If we he found, we are wretched. I'll retire for honour's sake and safety. Presently into your bush again, sir. We shall find too many hours to die in. Gentle cousin, if you be seen, you perish instantly for breaking prison. And I, if you, reveal me for my contempt. Then all the world will scorn us and say we had a noble difference, but base disposers of it. No, no, cousin, I will no more be hidden or put off this great adventure to a second trial. I know your cunning, and I know your cause. He that faints now, shame take him. Put thyself upon thy present guard. Are you not mad? Or I will make the advantage of this hour mine own, and what to come shall threaten me I fear less than my fortune. No, weak cousin, I love Emilia, and in that I'll bury thee and all crosses else. Huh, then come what can come. Thou shalt know, Palamon, I dare as well die as discourse or sleep. Only this fears me. The law will have the honour of our ends. Ah, oh, have at thy life. Look to thine own well, Archite. They fight again. Horns. Enter Theseus, Hippolyta, Emilia, Perithous, and Train. What ignorant and mad malicious traitors are you that, gainst the tenor of my laws, are making battle, thus like knights appointed, without my leave and officers of arms? By Castor, both shall die. Hold thy word, Theseus. We are certainly both traitors, both despisers of thee and of thy goodness. I am Palamon, that cannot love thee, he that broke thy prison. Think well what that deserves. And this is Archite, a bolder traitor never trod thy ground, a falser ne'er seemed friend. This is the man was begged and banished. This is he contemns thee and what thou darest do, and in this disguise, against thine own edict, follows thy sister, that fortunate bright star, the fair Emilia, whose servant, if there be a right in seeing, and first bequeathing of the soul to, justly I am, and which is more dares think her his. 
This treachery, like a most trusty lover, I called him now to answer. If thou beest, as thou art spoken, great and virtuous, the true decider of all injuries, say, fight again, and thou shalt see me, Theseus, do such a justice thou thyself wilt envy. Then take my life. I'll woo thee to it. Oh, heaven! What more than man is this? I've sworn. We seek not the breath of mercy, Theseus. Tis to me a thing as soon to die as thee to say it, and no more moved. Where this man calls me traitor, let me say thus much. If in love be treason, in service of so excellent a beauty, as I love most, and in that faith will perish, as I have brought my life here to confirm it, as I have served her truest, worthiest, as I dare kill this cousin that denies it, so let me be most traitor, and ye please me. For scorning thy edict, Duke, ask that lady why she is fair, and why her eyes command me stay here to love her. And if she say traitor, I am a villain fit to lie unburied. Thou shalt have pity of us both, O Theseus, if unto neither thou show mercy. Stop as thou art just thy noble ear against us, as thou art valiant for thy cousin's soul, whose twelve strong labours crown his memory. Let us die together at one instant, Duke. Only a little let him fall before me, that I may tell my soul he shall not have her. I grant your wish, for, to say true, your cousin has ten times more offended, for I gave him more mercy than you found, sir your offences being no more than his. None here speak for him, for ere the sun set, both shall sleep for ever. Alas, the pity! Now or never, sister, speak, not to be denied. That face of yours will bear the curses else of after ages for these lost cousins. In my face, dear sister, I find no anger to him, nor no ruin. The misadventure of their own eyes kill him. Yet that I will be woman and have pity, my knees shall grow to the ground, but I'll get mercy. Help me, dear sister, in a deed so virtuous the powers of all women will be with us. Most royal brother. Sir, by our tie of marriage. By your own spotless honour. By that faith, that fair hand, and that honest heart you gave me. By that you would have pity in another, by your own virtues infinite. By valour, by all the chaste knights I have ever pleased you. These are strange conjurings. Nay, then I'm in too. By all our friendships, sir, by all our dangers, by all you love most, wars, and this sweet lady. By that you would have trembled to deny a blushing maid. By your own eyes, by strength in which you swore I went beyond all women, almost all men, and yet I yielded, Theseus. To crown all this by your most noble soul, which cannot want due mercy, I beg first. Next hear my prayers last let me entreat sir for mercy 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 on these princes ye make my faith real say i felt compassion to em both how would you place it upon their lives but with their banishments you are a right woman sister you have pity but want the understanding where to use it if you desire their lives invent a way safer than banishment can these two live and have the agony of love about him and not kill one another every day they'd fight about you hourly bring your honour in public question with their swords be wise then and here forget em it concerns your credit and my oath equally i have said they die better they fall by the law than one another bow not my honour 
oh my noble brother that oath was rashly made and in your anger your reason will not hold it if such vows stand for express will all the world must perish beside i have another oath against yours of more authority i'm sure more love not made in passion neither but good heed what is it sister urge it home brave lady that you would ne'er deny me anything fit for my modest suit and your free granting i tie you to your word now if you fail in think how you maim your honour for now i am set to begging sir i am deaf to all but your compassion how their lives might breed the ruin of my name's opinion shall anything that loves me perish for me that were cruel wisdom do men proin that straight young boughs that blush with thousand blossoms because they may be rotten o duke theseus the goodly mothers that have groaned for these and all the longing maids that ever loved if your vows stand shall curse me and my beauty and in their funeral songs for these two cousins despise my cruelty and cry woe worth me till i am nothing but the scorn of women for heaven's sake save their lives and banish em on what conditions swear em never more to make me their contention or to know me to tread upon thy dukedom and to be wherever they shall travel ever strangers to one another i'll be cut to pieces before i take this oath forget i love her oh all ye gods despise me then thy banishment i not mislike so we may fairly carry our swords and cause along else never trifle but take our lives duke i must love and will and for that love must and dare kill this cousin on any peace the earth has will you archite take these conditions he's a villain then these are men no never duke tis worse to me than begging to take my life so basely though i think i never shall enjoy her yet i'll preserve the honour of affection and die for her make death a devil what may be done for now i feel compassion let it not fall again sir say amelia if one of them were dead as one must are you content to take the other to your husband they cannot both enjoy you they are princes as goodly as your own eyes and as noble as ever fame yet spoke of look upon him and if you can love end this difference i give consent are you content too princes with all our souls he that she refuses must die then any, any death, death thou canst invent, invent duke. duke if i fall from that mouth i fall with favour and lovers yet unborn shall bless my ashes if she refuse me yet my grave will wed me and soldiers sing my epitaph make choice then i cannot sir they are both too excellent for me a hair shall never fall of these men what will become of them thus i ordain it and by mine honour once again it stands or both shall die you shall both to your country and each within this month accompanied with three fair knights appear again in this place in which i'll plant a pyramid and whether before us that are here can force his cousin by fair and knightly strength to touch the pillar he shall enjoy her the other lose his head and all his friends nor shall he grudge to fall nor think he dies with interest in this lady will this content ye yes here cousin archite i am friends again till that hour i embrace ye are you content sister yes i must sir else both miscarry come shake hands again then and take heed as you are gentlemen this quarrel sleep till the hour prefixed 
and hold your course. We dare not fail thee, Theseus. Come, I'll give ye now usage like to princes and to friends. When ye return, who wins, I'll settle here. Who loses, yet I'll weep upon his bier. Axiant. End of Act Three.